What is going on you guys? Long awaited video here today. This is my daughter Ava, for those of you who don't know. She's turning one and a half-ish years old pretty soon. I wanna set her up for the best future. I wanna set her up for success. And if she wants to go get a good education, I wanna help provide and support for that. So I figured today is the perfect video to talk about an RESP and actually go through a tutorial and show you guys just how easy it is to set it up. We're gonna do a live demo start to finish. I've opted to use Wealth Simple for the RESP and we'll talk about the reasons why. But the RESP of course is an account that's very valuable if you plan for your kid or kids to go to post-secondary education. Essentially how it works is for every $2,500 per year that you put in. I put in $2,500 into this account, the government will offer a grant. They will essentially plop an additional $500, a 20% return on your dollars day one, just for putting the money in. They'll match $500 for every $2,500 that you put into an account. Uh, of course, there is a lifetime uh, maximum per beneficiary. So it's $50,000 per kid or per beneficiary. If you want to do the actual math, they actually cap out the grants at about $7,200. So this grant, by the way, is called the CESG, the Canadian Education Savings Grant. There is a possible additional grant known as the CLB or the Canadian Learning Bond, which can provide an additional up to uh, $2,000 depending on your income. It is targeted and catered more towards lower income families. There's a schedule I can pop up here. So this doesn't apply to me, but there is also a provincial grant. This is very important that a lot of people tend to overlook. You see a lot of people talk about RESPs and they just think about the CESG. I think particularly here in BC and I think Saskatchewan, you can check your particular province, but there are some additional grants that the government will offer. In this case for me, uh, the BC TESG, BC Training and Education Savings Grant can provide an additional $1,200 uh, to add on top of that, on top of the CESG, on top of all the growth that we'll talk about in a moment. One very important point that I'd like to, to call out here is that not all brokerages allow this provincial grant. And up on the screen, what I'll pop up for you is very fascinating finding that some of you may already know, but a lot of people will default to Questrade. Oh, I use Questrade for my DIY investing, I'm gonna do the RSP. As stated here, they do not offer the BC and Saskatchewan, the provincial grants. They do of course offer the CESG, but if it is a big deal to you, this 1200 um, additional grant, you have to look to other brokers at this current time. And Wealth Simple is one that currently offers it. So. Those, uh, along with other reasons that we'll talk about today, is why I opted this. Now, before we get into the tutorial, the next question that you wanna ask is what type of RESP would you like to set up? Because there are technically three, and you will be prompted to select this as you go through the account uh, opening process. Very briefly, you have the individual RESP. This is an account that anybody can open, okay? So you don't have to be blood related. It doesn't have to be your kid, like your immediate family. If you're like a family friend or, you know, someone kind of closely tied, doesn't even have to be closely tied to all honest. You could, in theory, if you really like your neighbor's kid or, or some kid you want to support, you can open up an individual RESP, set them as the beneficiary, and you can contribute towards their um, future education. Doesn't have to be family tied. This is not the one that uh, I'm going to be using. The next and probably most common, which we are gonna be setting up today, is the family RESP. This one, you must be related. So you must be the parents or, or guardian, whatever, and then the, your, it's your kid. With the family RESP, you can have multiple beneficiaries. So right now I have one kid, 
but who knows in the future? There may be two, there may be three, there may be more. You never know. Um, in fact, it's probably in the plans, but what you can do is contribute to this family plan and whoever's essentially running the plan, AKA me, I can kind of allocate and, and distribute all, which kids, uh, you know, gonna go to school, which kids not, you never know what the future holds. Obviously, key point is, you know, the, the 50K maximum, the limit per uh, beneficiary, that's gonna stay the same, but if you had two kids, three kids, you do the math. The last one is a group RESP plan, and these ones would be likely less common. It's essentially just a pooled, um, shared plan, if you will. I would say if you have the option, try to stay away from these because A, it's gonna provide you the least amount of control and there's likely gonna be higher fees associated with these accounts. But like I said, the family RESP is what I'm gonna be going for. Now, one final point, very important for our understanding, how exactly does the RESP work in terms of withdrawals, in terms of taxes? And of course the question, what if our kid doesn't end up going to school? One of the most common um, worries with an RESP. Well, let's take the scenario where everything goes according to plan and your kid wants to go to Harvard or just be UBC, whatever it is. They, they wanna pursue school. When it's time to cash out or withdraw from your RESP, it does kind of segment. Like there's almost different components of the RESP. The easy way that I like to break it up is you have your contributions and then you have the growth. And that growth can be obviously from the grants, like the CESG, the provincial grants, and gains, right? Interest, earnings from your investments, they do segment. Because when you first start drawing from the RESP, the term EAP is what you're going to come across, which is education, uh, education assistance, assistance payments. And this is referring to the grants. I kind of tag in the growth, the, the investment growth here, but essentially it's different than the contributions. And why this is important is that when you do, you know, ultimately your kid goes to like a qualifying school and you know, all is good in that sense. When they start peeling money from the RESP, these EAP portion is taxable in the kid's name. So they're literally gonna take it into income tax. If they take out $2,000, 3,000, 5,000, whatever it is, they're gonna report that as income good thing is that for a kid who's like 16, 17, just going into university, a student, good chance maybe they're not working, like they are not in a high tax bracket, they're possibly in like a very low tax bracket, so they'll end up paying little, in some cases, to no tax. That's for like the additional stuff that you've grown and earned. The contribution part of the T, uh, not TFSA, the contribution part of the RESP, that is tax-free. So you can go ahead and you know pull that out yourself if you'd like, but when that does go to your kid, like what you put in, whether it's 30, 40, 50,000 over the course of a lifetime, that part's tax-free. You're only paying taxes, if you will, potential taxes on the actual gains. Now let's take the scenario number two, where, uh, for example, the kid decides, I don't wanna go to school, right? They're just not into it. It's just not the path that they choose. Well, in this case, for one, you do return the grants to the government. So you can't you know, take advantage of the grants and just take money if the kid's not going to school. That's just not how it works. Can't go take it and go vacation, go car, whatever it is, um, buy a car. If it's not for school, you return the grants. Any growth that you've received, right? Let's say you've had this account open for 15 years. Well, hopefully it has grown over that and it's not just going to waste. What you can do, of course, is just withdraw that money, but it would be treated more or less like a normal investment account. So you would pay interest uh, taxes, excuse me, on that growth percentage. Again, not the contributions. You could take the contributions out because if you put in 50K, you can take that out. That was your contributions. But on the growth aspect, you return the grants and let's say you made you know, an additional $20,000, you would take that into income. It would be taxed as interest, which is the most unfavorable uh, type of 
income for tax purposes. And as well as stated on the CRA website, you would be subject to a 20% penalty. And my speculation, my assumption of this is because basically over the 15, however many years, you've basically been compounding in a tax sheltered plan using government grants and using all these you know bonus money, if you will. So you're compounding on a bigger dollar figure. You return those back, I think they take a penalty. Uh, that would be my guess. But if you guys know the exact answer, feel free to leave that down below. Uh, of course, another option too is you can leave the RESP open for it is up to 36 years, I think 35 or 36 years in case the kid maybe in the future wants to go. Nevertheless, your money's not you know, gonna be ever lost or wasted if it didn't uh, go to education uh, purposes, but there may be tax on the gains, just as if maybe you had invested. Now, before we dive into the tutorial, I'll pop it up on my screen. If you're enjoying this video and you have plans to set up a TFSA uh, RESP for your kid, let me know down in the comment section below and what you do. I'd like to say a brief word from our sponsor. Now, before we move on, I'd like to take a brief moment and thank our video sponsor, Passive. You guys know how much I love Passive. We talk about them on the channel here all the time. Whether you are new or experienced, if you are a DIY investor, this is a tool that you need to know about. Passive is a companion tool that allows you to be a better investor. You'll be more organized, make good investment decisions, and feel overall more confident with your portfolio. Passive makes it so easy to connect your portfolio from a variety of brokerages, and it's incredibly powerful to use. You can manage your portfolio and analyze it as one single piece. It saves you a ton of time where you can take essentially a 10,000 foot view of your investment positions. Passive returns so much value in time and money because it eliminates the need for crappy old spreadsheets, no more equations, no more calculating what you need to buy and how much. You don't even have to log into your many various brokerage accounts and place those trades one by one. With Passive, you can set a target, let them do the heavy lifting, and all you need to do is review and execute the necessary trades you want in one click. One of the really cool applications you can use Passive for is if you plan to make some big changes within your portfolio, you can actually go in and set up a model portfolio. That way you can better understand the impact of every move you make, how they would work together before you even make them. Passive notifications give you a feeling of freedom that your portfolio is self-managing while you're out doing the things that you love. Now, in terms of pricing, Passive Elite is a bargain at only $99 per year. And as I know many of our viewers are, if you are a Questrade user, you can get Passive Elite completely for free. If you're not with Questrade, there is a free account with no credit card required to get started. This is such an awesome and easy companion tool for all types of DIY investors out there. Down below this video, I'll include a link to Passive for you to go check them out or go visit them on their website. But thank you to Passive for sponsoring today's video. All right, now jumping straight into the tutorial here, I'm gonna pop up Wealthsimple on my phone. Again, us as a family, we decided we're gonna go with Wealthsimple. Technically, what we're actually doing for this is using their managed service or the robo-advisor service. So within Wealthsimple, within their little umbrella, there's trade, which is what a lot of you guys use, and there's their robo-advisor managed service. As of filming this video, they do not offer RESPs on trade. If they did, I'd probably do that because you could actually cut back on you know a little more fees. And again, you could opt to use something else if you want to go use a different platform, weigh that with the provincial uh, you know grant, like Questrade, for example, which you can do. But we just want this to be such a hands-off account where we just pop a little bit of money in, don't even look at it, don't even worry about it. So this is the perfect service for us and we don't mind paying that slightly little bit fee. I'll talk to you a bit about that more. But what I'm gonna do very simply is go to add an account this is essentially what I was talking about, FYI. So you have the three options. We're gonna be selecting the bottom option. The bottom option is the automated investment where it's essentially picked for you. If I were to select trade stocks, options, and crypto, which you're probably used to, 
they don't offer RESPs at the given moment. So I'm gonna click this third option. The account that we wanna open is the RESP here at the bottom, Tax Advantage Education Savings Plan. Save for school with the help from the Canadian government. Open an RESP to save for post-secondary education tax-free. The government provides additional incentives for an RESP, which is exactly what we talked about. What we will need for this process is your child's information, their SIN number. So this is one thing, if your kid doesn't have a SIN number, um, they're not born with a SIN number, something I recently found out because I actually went to the Canadian service, uh, Canada service, little shop down here, lined up for a little bit to get this done for the video today. But um, yeah, SIN number, gotta have, uh, and then just some like information about you as the, as the caretaker and whatnot, but pretty standard stuff. This is what I was talking about, about the three different types of plans. Again, we're gonna go with the recommended plan, which is the family RESP, can be for one child or multiple siblings. Da, 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 da. How many children are you saving for? With this quick questionnaire, I'll go through it quickly, but one child at the moment. Again, this can be updated later. Go ahead and fill in her details here. What is Ava's social security number or a social insurance number? How are you related to Ava? I am their parent. Are you opening this RSP with a co-owner? I'll say no, it's my account only. Probably easier to put in the details. Uh, who is the primary caregiver for Ava? Uh, this would be me. Who is the legal guardian? I am the legal guardian. Updated piece of ID. So I'm gonna have to put my ID here. will apply for these grants on your behalf. So the Canadian Educational Savings Grant matches 20% of your contributions up to $500 per year. And the additional CESG, I'm just gonna leave it ticked off. We'll see how that works. Canada Savings Bond, um, hey, we can leave it on. And as you see at the bottom here, the BC Training Education uh, Savings Grant, this is the one that I was talking about. It does start, by the way, at age six, a little thing that I uh, decided to leave off uh, in the video, but we're just gonna go ahead and click next. When will these funds be needed? Choose a timeline. This is gonna be more than 10 years from now for uh, our sake. Please review uh, your agreement and continuation, da 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 da, -da. You're almost there. Uh, log into the web to open your account. So I guess we need to sign a quick DocuSign here. I did just get a quick error message. It looks like this has to be done online. So I'm gonna quickly go here to my Wealthsimple account on my computer, sign here, sign here on the dotted line gonna hit finish. And just like that, as you can see here, we have the RESP account fully set up. I got that done in under five minutes or so. One thing, unfortunately, I wasn't able to share with you guys in this video because I had done it, you know, in anticipation for this, is there was a quick questionnaire at the front, similar time, even shorter actually, kind of getting to know my investment, you know, questionnaire to decide how they want to invest the money for me. And if you do scroll down, because this is the managed fund, if you take a look, they actually have me categorized as a risk level eight in terms of a growth investor, which I think is very suitable. This is a long-term thing. If you actually look at the equity holdings or the breakdown or asset allocation, we'll see what they determined for me was an 80-20 portfolio. If I click this little additional button to see more, what it should show me is a further breakdown of this. And we can see here, um, basically if I scroll down, we see the portfolio that they have planned for me is 80% equities and 20% in fixed income and gold, which is a very suitable strategy. But what I've decided for myself is I'm gonna go ahead here and click change. So the risk level, I'm actually gonna go in and change it. And I actually want to go with a, you know, from an eight to a 10. I wanna bring this up to a 10 personally. Again, this risk level, which is determined by that questionnaire, 
based on your comfort as an investor and how you want to invest, it's all predetermined. But because of my experience in the stock market and what I understand this account is for, I actually would rather be more weighted to equities in this case. We're not going to be looking at it. And over a 15 year time frame, I believe that will do the best for me. So I'm going to put it to 10 and I'm going to click here, apply this change. Confirm your risk change. I'm just gonna go ahead and skip over this and confirm this change. And what we can see now is that if we look to this, it's brought us to a 90-10. So not quite 100%, but we can live with a 90-10 split in this particular case. All I have to do now is simply fund my account. I guess in wrapping up this video, I don't need to show you that because of the whole um, you know, banking information, but if you guys have used Wellsimple, it's the easiest thing. You link it up with your bank accounts. I'm just going to set it up to automate. We've opted to actually put only $50 a month. So five zero, not 500, not 200, not actually trying to meet the, the maximum or the cap, but just $50 a month that we're gonna put towards her education. And I guess in wrapping up this video, I can happily share with you um, some notes as to why that's the case. Personally, for me, why we're setting up this education savings plan is obviously great. Like if we're offered free money from the government and we're gonna get literally a 20% return on our dollars upfront, that's gonna be very hard to achieve anywhere else. But just speaking from my situation for our family, not saying this for you, but you know, who knows what the future has in store for, uh, you know, our family and whether pursuing an education is the path. You know, I know for some families, it's a no, a non-discussion, right? It's you're going the traditional school route, you're going to post-secondary, that is the case. And if that's the case, it's so destined and certain, why not prioritize and maximize this and take advantage, full advantage of the grants, um, you know, putting the right dollars amount in to get that? Good for you, go for it. But um, for my family, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but uh, I didn't pursue post-secondary education. I did it for a year, absolutely hated it. And I've done, you know, decently well for uh, myself, um, you know, in other ways. And I think in the modern day, maybe just a younger millennial belief, there are many other ways to succeed in life outside of just traditional uh, education, right? Not trying to put my beliefs on you, this or that, but I really believe if you just have the drive and the care to do something else, uh, business, entrepreneurship, you can do it. And you don't need a formal education. In fact, maybe that's uh, actually holds you back. Uh, again, it all depends on who you want. So with that said, I, I wanna do this. Um, it's My wife wants me to do this uh, and it's good for our family, keeps everybody happy. So it's good to put a little bit of money away. We'll do that. But it's not like it's uh, the be all end all. In fact, for our family situation right now, really at the top of mind is just opportunity cost with our money at the end of the day, right? And what to do uh, with you know our dollars. And if you've been following the channel long enough, you guys know my variable rate mortgages at the moment, like I'm speaking presently, it may be different six months from now, a year from now, whatever, but uh, you know, mortgage rates are, are, are high and our mortgage payments are high. And what we've opted for as a family was actually, you know, for the first time ever to actually increase our mortgage payments beyond, you know, the typical, actually going above and beyond with our extra cash flow to try and pay down that mortgage a bit faster. Again, things may change, but basically for us, we could take $200 a month or $1,000 a month, whatever it is, and put it towards an RESP, or we could pay down the mortgage, get a guaranteed return. Again, I'm not saying you're not gonna get a good return on this because you got the 20% boost from the grant to begin with, but priority-wise for my family right now, we're opting to pay down the mortgage and that very well may change. Also, given the fact that I am self-employed, this may be more of a unique case, but if I have $1,000 and I can reinvest that into my business here or myself or find other ways to grow that, 
I believe I may actually be able to have a better return than what uh, we get from the RESP, even including the grant, in all honesty. Um, in fact, I'm quite confident about that. So although the security is nice to put the money away every single month and yeah, let it grow, I think there are personally better uses for me and for my money, which is why it's good to put a little bit here and um, you know, still have money elsewhere. And that doesn't mean that this is the only money that's gonna to go towards our education. We can have other dollars, we can have other investment accounts, tax-free savings accounts, anything that we choose outside of the RSP to ultimately go towards our education if we choose to do that down the road. And um, hey, if she doesn't even go for education uh, down the road, like again, it's totally her choice and what we decide as a family, maybe these dollars that I put elsewhere can go towards a down payment to help her out or maybe go, you know, help her start a business, whatever she wants to do or my other kids down the road want to do. There is a lot more flexibility having, you know, money outside the RSP. So I'm not saying it's the be all end all. Again, I hopefully start at the top of this video saying, if you know your kid wants to pursue secondary education, great option, great account. But for me, um, that is a little bit still more up in the air and we will see. But um, that's just my thoughts. I, in case I get a question, why aren't you going for the max? Um, hey, we can still put money away and allocate more money aside for the future, but there are other priorities right now, AKA let's say paying down our mortgage that will leave us with more money down the road, which can ultimately go back uh, just for our cash flow thing it just makes a lot more sense for us uh, at the given moment uh, or reinvesting in other ways but uh, i hope this tutorial was helpful for you guys i know i did get a lot of requests right when ava was born they'll say do the rasp video man time flies but uh yeah it's just there was other things going there's other things going on you know there's a lot to worry about the first few months priority is not uh, opening up the rasp it's just surviving on in all honesty and even now still trying to survive uh with his little girl running around 24 seven uh, is a crazy, crazy thing. But uh, yeah, if you guys enjoyed the video, please do give it a thumbs up. I hope this was valuable for you guys. If you guys wanna share down below what you do uh, with your RESP, like how much you uh, you know contribute, is it 50, is it 100, is it more? Do you max it all, all at once, which is actually a strategy where you put basically a huge lump sum in, you may forfeit some stuff, but you actually may compound your growth, you know, over 15 years, compounding on a bigger dollar figure. There's a lot of uh, considerations and a lot of strategies that can be used here. Again, we opted for the simple peace of mind out of, you know, out of sight, out of mind type deal. Um, and I will set this up after filming the video just so it's all automated, but I'd love to hear what you guys think down below. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, subscribe. We post videos like this every week, me and my father, Mark. And of course we do have the Investing Academy. So if you are interested in courses and training in the stock market, this is very straightforward, setting up a self-directed, uh, you know, like uh, automated stuff. You, Like I said, you can do this in 10 minutes, but if you do wanna have a better understanding for DIY investing and maybe take control of more of your money or move it away from an advisor, whatever the case is, you can make that decision for yourself. But uh, we do offer training specifically for Canadians and specifically for beginners, people who wanna get a full understanding of this stuff because it interests them, because it's uh, maybe a new hobby they wanna take. We'll walk you through start to finish the entire process step-by-step -step with video instructions. That is that first link down below. Of course, Course, as always, you can follow me over on Blossom, which is a social app. Uh, just passed over 20,000 members, which is just, uh, it just grows, it just grows and grows and grows. It was not long ago that uh, they had 250 when I started working with these guys. So it's really special to see. And I know I see a lot of you guys on there. Hey, uh, if anyone's coming out to the meet and greet uh, in two weeks uh, in Earl's, I believe we are sold out or maybe three or four tickets left. So by the time this video is posted, I don't know there will be tickets left. But if I'm going to see some of you guys in Vancouver, it will be an absolute blast. I'm very excited for that. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.